Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, your home for the Richmond Flying Squirrels, who will be back at the Diamond on April 7th to begin the minor league season. Spring training has been underway here with the MLB season around the corner. Joining us right now, talk little baseball on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, Odyssey MLB insider Tim Kelly. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Let's get right into it with the Washington Nationals. And I've kind of been threatening my fan base here to saying, look, I'm still upset about the Soto deal from last year. I want to root for the Orioles. Give me a reason to watch Nationals baseball this year, Tim. Could you do that? Well, I I agree with you being upset about both the Soto and Trey Turner trades from a Nationals perspective. But, I I mean, I can point to the team and say that there's interesting players that they've gotten in return in these trades. C.J. Abrams, Kevin Ruiz. Uh, I mean, they have both uh, talented young offensive players and they have some pitching that they got back in those deals as well, Josiah Gray. So there's reasons to watch this team. I think Dom Smith is someone that could be a bounce-back candidate, but uh, I do think it's probably going to be the worst team in baseball and the (laughs) Orioles are probably going to be a a much more entertaining product. (laughs) I love that answer, Tim. Uh, What do you think the reactions have been from the players uh, to the the pitch clock so far? Yeah, I cover the the Phillies primarily, and by and large, I think most people have just kind of said, it is what it is, we have to accept it, there's no use complaining about it. I think some guys, uh, I know Zach Wheeler specifically doesn't seem to be a huge fan of it, but in the end, it's going to be what it's going to be, there's no indication that it, it could be scrapped, and by and large, I think most guys... Uh, and most fans that I've talked to seem to like the product, and it's it certainly had the effect of shortening games. And I, I think overall that that's a good thing for the sport. Got Tim Kelly with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. He's our Odyssey MLB insider. So you, you mentioned uh, the Phillies. I have them already penciled in as possibly World Series favorites. Can you give me your way-too-early World Series favorites? Yeah, I, I the problem with the Phillies is they could win like 91 games and finish in third place in the NL East because the Mets and Braves are both there and both World Series contenders as well. I, I would have to say the Padres are the favorite in the National League. I, I think last year it was hard enough getting through a lineup that had Juan Soto and had Manny Machado. This year you're going to add in Xander Bogarts and you're going to add back in Fernando Tatis Jr. So to me, they would be the favorite in the National League. And then in the American League, I think things get a little more dicey. The Yankees have been ravaged by injuries so far. I'd have to lean back on the Astros, uh, and I like the Mariners quite a bit too, but uh, I would probably say Padres versus Astros would be the most logical matchup to predict right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. The Padres came up you know, just short despite revamping their roster. You know, Do you feel like they made enough additions this year to make another run? I know you just said they're your World Series favorites, but I just wonder, do they make another move uh, before you know around the deadline area uh, this season to put them over the top? What do you think? Yeah, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. I, I think at this point with the Padres, they've gone from being perhaps the most irrelevant MLB franchise to being the number one team that any time a star is available – you have to point to and say they're one of the favorites. Owner Peter Seidler and GM A.J. Preller, they've done 
a tremendous job there, and they've made a team into a, a baseball powerhouse. It, it's an exciting thing for the sport, and I think to a degree it kind of kills the idea that some of these teams and quote-unquote small markets can't compete with the big boys. They can when the owner decides that he's going to make investments like the Padres have. Tim, let's go back to the NL East. What do you think is going to be the difference there between uh, three clubs that are going to be close at the top battling uh, for this NL East with the Phils, uh, the Mets, and the Braves? Yeah, I just look at the Braves, and it's difficult for me to pick against them to win the division. There's something about that team that when the calendar flips to, like, August, they know how to close out a division race. They've won it five consecutive years. Look, I think obviously the Phillies were in the World Series last year. The Mets won 101 games last year, and you could make a case they've gotten better on paper since then. So it wouldn't surprise me if any of those three teams wins. But right now my lean is that Ronald Acuna, uh, now more than a year and a half removed from the ACL surgery, kind of returns to being the best or one of the best players in the National League. He wins MVP, and the Braves win the division with 97, 98 wins, but then the Mets and Phillies are two of the three wild card teams in the National League. Got Tim Kelly with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline talking all things MLB. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Tim, my producer's been fired up for the World Baseball Classics. A classic, how much have you been paying attention so far, your reactions to it as the U.S. dominated Canada last night? Yeah, USA looked great last night. It really is an incredible lineup that they have together. The problem is just the pitching depth. And, I mean, Venezuela has looked like a juggernaut to this point. And the Dominican Republic, even though they lost to Venezuela early on, they're a team that the roster is it's scary to look at. So I think between those three teams and then also Japan with Shohei Otani, uh, I think my biggest takeaway is how cool it is to see both Otani and Mike Trout on this national stage because, unfortunately, <laughs> the Angels have bungled having two of the best talents that the sport has ever seen uh, to the point where they've become kind of an irrelevant team even though they have two generational players. Yeah, I, I know. It's almost like uh, the Brooklyn Nets with the NBA, the way they wasted Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, it's kind of a similar situation, but just in a different sport. The Giants, you know, they're, they're always up and down. They're one bad year, then they're superb the next year. Their roster has evolved, uh, adding a few guys. Michael Conforto, uh, what can the Giants do to rebound this year? Yeah, the Giants are an interesting team because two years ago they won 106 game or 107 games, won that division. Then last year they went to 81 and 81. I feel like they're about like an 86-win team, and they're in that wild card race. It's hard for me to put them in the category of the Dodgers and the Padres. Brandon Crawford and Mitch Haniger are already dealing with injuries, and uh, I like Michael Conforto a lot. I've always been a big Michael Conforto guy, so I think that was a, a nice signing. But certainly, I understand why they ultimately reneged on the Carlos Correa deal. But this is a team, especially in that division where you have the Padres and the Dodgers who collect all-star elite players. The Giants so desperately need a a franchise-altering star. And not getting that this offseason with Aaron Judge or Carlos Correa, I think it's really going to hurt them. And the fact that they're they're banking on some guys like Mitch Haniger that are super talented – but have lengthy injury histories. You lost Carlos Rodon. Uh, I think they're a team that's kind of one of the first ones out of the playoffs, if I had to guess. I'd love to hear your outlook on the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles, could they be contenders this season in the AL East? 
Yeah, they're a team. They made some signings in the offseason, but they, they felt like they, if they had really like pushed the chips to the center of the table, maybe could have closed the gap a little bit more. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if they end up with a similar record to what they had last year where they're like a team in the low 80s. But I don't necessarily think that means a regression. It's just indicative of the fact that the Red Sox are maybe the worst team in that division, and they're like a 77-78 win team probably at worst. So it's a difficult division to win, and you made some signings, but probably not enough that moved the needle. But with Gunnar Henderson, with Adley Rushman, they're set up about as well as any team moving forward. They're, uh, Mike Elias is their GM. He was obviously in uh, Houston previously, and they're not that dissimilar in terms of how they've assembled young talent to what the Astros were seven or eight years ago. So the future is bright. I don't know if this is the year that they're a playoff team, but they certainly will be in the, the coming seasons. Tim, I started by asking you about the pitch clock. I want to go back to the changes as a whole for the MLB. Do you think that the rule changes will lead to better ratings? Because I personally doubt it. I think that there's definitely some curiosity about the pitch clock, but I, I, th- there is something to be said for some people are just not going to be drawn to the sport, whether it's a two-and-a-half-hour game or a four-hour game. What I would say is I think there's a lot of people that have watched the sport over the last few years and will watch regardless, myself included, that think the product has taken a bit of a dip. And by removing the drastic infield overshift, by shortening the games, I think the people watching that are your core customers will enjoy the product much better. And even though that doesn't necessarily change things financially, it's still good for the state of the game. Tim, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time today. Awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yep, yep, absolutely. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, you can follow Tim on social media at Tim Kelly Sports, covering the Phillies and here being our insider at Odyssey. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.